Welcome to season two of the Jesus is Winning podcast. This is going to be an amazing season as we hear about what Jesus is doing in places like North America, India, West Africa, Thailand, and many other places. The common theme is simple and true. Jesus is winning. Turn off the bad news for a while. The things you hear on CNN, Fox News, and most of the other media outlets. And listen to some good news that will encourage and challenge you. No doubt about it. Jesus is winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you moved to L.A. Yeah. And it was kind of like when I saw this Jesus Revolution movie, when you were talking about yeah. it, it's similar. Yeah, right? oh, totally. Yeah. You're seeing tons of people saved, baptized. Yeah. Well, even the story about how I got out to California is, I mean, just just crazy. I, mean, I, was, at a, I was at a skate competition uh-huh. um, with my friend Grant, which I reconnected with, the kid from two years ago. Okay. He, he moved back to Arizona yeah. when I became a believer, and we just were, I mean, just so close. Um, and when he moved back, he got on a company, and then... Uh, his company asked me to go compete. So I was like, okay, cool, we'll go. I'll go support you, bro. So we're at this skate competition. And we're at this skate competition, and I'm reading my Bible at this skate competition. And I looked up, and there was a, there was the, how it works is that competition, there's booths of companies, that, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. and they just kind of represent. And there was a dad and his son. So my son's about, probably about, you know, 14, 15. Okay. And the dad's, you know, early 40s, mid 40s. and. And I look at them, and as soon as I look at them, God tells me, those are my children. And I was like, whoa, that was, okay, Lord. And I just, you know, I introduced myself, but didn't say anything. Yeah. It's funny, because, I don't know. And so, competition ends. A week later, my friend's team manager said, hey, I got you and Max a hotel room in Laughlin, Nevada. You guys want to go out there? We're like, yes, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're like kids that are just, we're young men who just want to travel yeah. Tell people about Jesus and skateboards. So you can imagine anywhere that an or- the doors opened up. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. You know, so we go to Laughlin thinking that it's like Las Vegas. We're going to share the gospel with all these people. Well, La- Las Vegas is alive at night, but Laughlin is not. <laughs> so we go out in the middle of the night. There's no one there. And we're like, all right, well, let's just skate. There's no one we can share the gospel with. We spend the night and the next morning. We went to a skate park in Needles, California. Now, if anybody knows Needles, California, it is the middle of nowhere. I mean, it is just, it's like a dust bowl. I mean, seriously. But there happens to be a skate park in Needles, California. Out of all the places. But it's in Needles, California. Um, And we're like, let's go skate. Maybe we'll find some dudes to share the gospel with. Next morning, we get there. And he had invited a friend he knew that that was in Needles. And his friend gets there. And we're thinking, we're going to share the gospel with him. And behind that... Uh, behind his car, a little bit behind it was a big kind of sprinter van, this big van. And my friend and I, oh, is this like a skate team, man? We're going to, we're going to share with these guys. We're going to see them get saved. And then walks out of that sprinter van is the dad and the son. Oh, wow. God told me was his children a week before this. Wow. And I just, I was like, oh man, Lord, you always want to show up. You always want to show up. Okay. The kid walks in, he's watching me skate and he says, Hey, you're so good. What do you do? I said, bro, I just love Jesus. Yeah. And the kid lights up and he says, you're Christian? And he goes, yeah, he goes, I'm Christian. He goes, my dad's a chaplain for the L.A. Fire Department. Wow. And we are like, are you kidding me? So anyways, I ended up following him to Huntington Beach with my friend Grant. The guy the guy bought us a hotel room in, yeah. in Huntington Beach. But when I was there, that was when Jesus told me, you need to move here. And you need to share the gospel and live in your van. 
So I'm like, wow. There's only, usually when Jesus tells you to do something, it's very counterintuitive. But this was counterintuitive, yeah. but it sounded <laughs> fun. You know, it's kind yeah. of made me question uh, because Jesus always would tell me to do something and he'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, Lord, you know. But this one was like, I would love to, but I don't have any money. So I go back to Arizona within, the, it was only a week we were out there. And within a month, I have no money to, I have pretty much like $200. So yeah. like, this is when gas was like $7. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so... I moved to California. I moved to California only knowing this dad and his son. And my heart was to just walk with his son. I get there. And five, I mean, even the, the first day I got there, I, I, it was a crazy story. But I, God told me to call my friend's mom, ended up going to their house, um, which they lived 30 minutes away from Huntington Beach. And we went to her neighbor's house, and the guy was about to die. That's part of his intestines. He's on his deathbed, huh. and we prayed over him. And um, as we're praying over him, um, God, I'm finishing the prayer, and God tells me it is finished. I just looked at him. I said, hey, dude, God said it is finished. He stands up. He gives me a hug. He starts yelling, I have hope. I have hope. And he gets healed that day. And he went to full-time work that week. Nothing's wrong with him. Wow. So God confirmed that day, the day I went out there, Christmas Day, that yeah. we're meant to be out here. Well, five days in, yeah, how I started to see a movement of God. Um, was five days in, I was on my knees in my van and I, and I was just surrendering. I read in second Timothy, I believe about, um, how there's, um, things for dishonorable use and honorable use. Yeah. So therefore cleanse your, your house basically for the master. Yeah. Be ready for every good work. And so, um, cleansing, I'm repenting and I'm on my knees in my van. And then God told me that he kind of highlighted to ask him for what I need. And I said, God, what do I need? And he said one word. He said community. Hmm. I said, okay, Jesus, please give me community. In Jesus' name, amen. And that was New Year's Eve to New Year's Day. It just hit New Year's, uh, New Year's, just hit January 1st. And it was at midnight when I prayed that. I fall asleep. And the next morning I wake up and I had this shirt that I had painted Galatians 2.20 on the back, and I painted a huge cross, <laughs> and it is finished, you know? So I go to the skate park, and I'm sharing the gospel with all these guys, all these guys, and as I'm sharing, I'm around this little bowl, and there's a guy with a bald head and a long beard, and he's sitting yeah. down uh, on this on this little ledge, and, uh, and he looks at me, and he says, hey, I like your shirt. That's very true. Uh-huh. And I thought he was mocking me uh -huh. because I had so many people mock me for sharing the gospel and loving Jesus. So I start sharing the gospel with this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I just I mean, this is what happened to me. And then, yeah, if you want to, and then he goes, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, hold on. I'm actually a missionary and I plant home churches. Yeah. And um, immediately I'm just, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. So he says, hey, I really want to know your story. Let's get together tomorrow. I had yeah. never met a pastor, anybody a missionary in my life that said, Hey, I want to get together with you tomorrow. Yeah. It was like, Oh yeah, maybe we'll meet up. But this guy that was a full-time missionary that was planning home churches and, and involved in an extremely fruitful ministry, which I didn't know at the time made time for me. Yeah. And that was huge. You know, from, from yeah, this young definitely. kid who's, who's, you know, 19 years old and, or, and he's like, doesn't know what he's doing. He's just out sharing the gospel. Yeah. The next day we get coffee. We're getting coffee. It was really fruitful. He brought some disciples, and it was so awesome. Well, um, I had heard about home churches, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, from people like Francis Chan and stuff. And I was really, yeah. I mean, I read Acts. I knew that this was stuff that we, we wanted to be doing. I was for, for almost, I mean, for a year now, I was so desperate for a community that was passionately in love with Jesus. Apostolic style people who were just about the mission, the great yeah. commission. They wanted to go. And I never found that. Well, he says in the coffee shop, he says, hey, come over to my house after this. Okay, cool. He takes me into his house and I walk into his house and there's a grand piano. And surrounding that grand piano is a bunch of skateboarders and surfers who love Jesus. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, two days ago, I prayed for community. Yeah. I walk in and one of his sons tells me, he says, Max, we've been, I want to just tell you, well, we kind of started hanging out. And he says, Max, I just want to tell you that my family's been praying and fasting for two weeks for an evangelist to come Ooh. into our family. I'm thinking, wow, this is really crazy, Lord. So we started to see, we went to skate parks. We saw two kids come to faith and in the first day we went to the skate park. And so we started to see fruit of, of the gifting of evangelism that God has graciously given me and the, and the gifting of um, discipleship that he was, has graciously given these guys. Huh. So I went there wanting to learn how to disciple this kid. And they equipped me with how to disciple this kid. Awesome. They equipped me with how to walk with people and how to live life with disciples. That it's not about handing them the Bible, but it's about handing them the love of Jesus yeah. and walking with them. So right um, I was there for a month. And within a month, I mean, you could imagine living this life where you're seeing dozens and dozens of people come to faith. You're seeing, you're going to a home, to three home churches a week. You're <laughs> with all young people who skateboard and surf. You can imagine a kid like me, and I'm thinking, this is the greatest. I'm going to do this forever. I'm going to be yeah. here. I'm going to live in California for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, a month in, God tells me, you need to go back to Arizona. Huh. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? So I go back, and I planted. I, I, had, I, didn't, need, I didn't need a model. Uh, I needed to be surrounded by believers who obeyed. Yeah. Not believers who just equipped with tools, but believers who put those tools into obedience. Yeah. And when I saw that, it made me think, I can plant a church in my house. I yeah. can plant a church. I can make disciples. I can do these things because of Jesus raising from the dead and giving us the authority to do it. Yeah. So I went to Arizona and I planted a church in my unbelieving parents' living room. <laughs> and so... The first day I planted that church, I reconnected with my wife. So my wife, I crazy how I met her. She was one of the first people I led to Jesus before I moved to California. And she actually was the first person I ever baptized. Um, and oh, so I reconnected with her after California. And we started talking again. This is the season where we were about to get married. But I planted, uh, we planted a home church called Laborers. I mean, little did we know all the things God was going to do through that small yeah. living room. Yeah. But we... So the day I moved to Cal they moved back to Arizona, the next day my twin sister gives her life to Jesus. Awesome. She walks out of her room and she walks into the bathroom and she's crying, weeping, and she's screaming out to God <laughs> saying, I need I need you. I need you to just give me peace. She walks into her room and she was born again right there, supernaturally. Awesome. So she gets met with Jesus. I'm, I've been knowing Jesus for a year. My parents are leaving the house whenever we do church. They're watching yeah. movies in the room. So they're just yeah. not, they don't want it. Um, but the first day we planted laborers, my friend, my best friend, Wyatt, who I had led to faith months ago, I got to <laughs> baptize him. So the first day we plant this home church, my friend gets baptized. We're seeing people that are passionate love with Jesus come and get baptized and saved. Well, um, we planted that and we saw a lot of people come to faith. 
but we got married in June. So we, we got reconnected. This is June in, of... Yeah, so we got June of 20, uh, 2022. Okay. So we reconnected. I was there in January of 2022 um, in California. Then I went back to Arizona in February of 2022. Okay. And then we got married in June of 2022. So yeah. a really short period. We didn't really start, even start dating. We kind of just asked her to marry me. And yeah. Recognized that we were a good team. Knew that Jesus was honored. And so I was like, yes, let's get married. We get married. And when we got married, we moved back to Huntington Beach, my wife and I. In okay. the van. We were living in the van. And... When we did that, we had you had, and your wife are living in the van. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. For on our honeymoon, it's all van life. So there's no big Airbnb or any mansion. It's a small van where we can't even stand up in the thing, you know. So I mean, you can imagine what that's like. The first week, it's just cr- kind of hectic, kind of crazy. Um, but it was a joy just to serve the Lord in yeah. that season. So we, but when we left, uh, I want to touch on this because it's so important. But when we left. Uh, Arizona after he planted our home church because of our lack of handing over leadership it it did not keep going oh, it yeah. fell out and all those disciples who were healthy and growing kind of fizzled yeah and and it, and deep down in my heart my heart was yearning and breaking for these for our community that didn't keep going yeah a big part of it had to do with my parents being unbelieving and they don't want to host a church in their home yeah by any means on their own and my sister wanted to but she didn't know we didn't hand over that leadership so for two months we went to california and for that two months we had been praying every day at 10:02 a.m for more labors because luke yeah. 10 2 is the harvest is plentiful yeah. labors. So we pray earnestly for more labors so every day we were praying for labors for two months in california little did we know that god was answering the, the answer to that prayer in Arizona. We're praying for laborers in yeah. California for two months, but God is bubbling up those laborers in Phoenix. Yeah. We go back to Phoenix, and within two months, we replant laborers, and it blew up. I mean, we started to see uh, people literally show up to our doorstep and say, we just prayed that God would take us to where he's moving, and he took us here, to wow. your doorstep. Wow. I mean, people were just showing up, <laughs> and those people that came up to our doorstep and uh, the name is Caleb and Bruce, a dad and his son. And um, Caleb went up to me and he says, man, I, I'm really I'm really outgoing and I love Jesus, but I'm really afraid to share the gospel. Can I just go with you to share the gospel? Yeah. I said, sure. So we go to the skate park and he's like this jock kind of football kid. I'm a skateboarder. It doesn't really line up. You know, he goes. <laughs> but anyways, we, we go to the skate park. And when we went to that skate park, yeah. We, I shared the gospel with these kids, and four kids gave their lives to Jesus in one night. Awesome. And so his first time seeing the gospel being shared was also his first time seeing the gospel being received. Yeah. And he was ignited. He said, yeah. I know what to do now, and I'm going to go. So he he goes to GCU. He ended up going to GCU and, and sharing the gospel with dozens and dozens of people to the point where our living room, my unbelieving parents' living room, was getting filled with 60 college students in their living room and they're seeing people getting baptized. I mean, dozens of people getting baptized every week and they're in their pool, in their backyard pool. They're seeing kids getting saved. They're seeing kids walk in and weeping and they're walking out in the living room to go grab a bite to eat and there's kids on, on their knees weeping and there's grown men and grown women worshiping Jesus in the oh, living room. Man. So you can imagine that's kind of, you know, doing a lot. You know, it's yeah. planting a lot, doing a lot. Well, long story short, we started to see a lot of that, and that was a sweet season. My wife and I ended up going to Utah and California to encourage some home churches uh, yeah. out in those places. Well, when, when we were in California for that month, um, our the, what was such a joy is our home church kept going. Oh, awesome. Exactly what we wanted because yeah. we saw local leaders rise up. We handed yeah. over leadership, and they were just in it. 
Yeah. And so when that blowing up of all the college students happened, that's when we were gone. Yeah. So when we left, it's, I mean, you see throughout scripture, whenever Paul leaves for mission trips, that's when the believers are empowered to go. Oh, yeah. And we saw the believers when we left, the, the local leadership was in, just empowered and encouraged to go. Uh, and then when we got back, well, before we got back, God gave me a vision of me sharing the gospel with my parents around the dinner table. Yeah. So we go back after that month. And on Valentine's Day, I went around the dinner table I made my parents some dinner we sat down and I shared the gospel with them for about an hour and my parents got born again in February just <laughs> just this past a few months ago just oh, just just uh, on February man. and I have seen incredible my mom and my dad are passionately in love with Jesus that's amazing I, I've never heard worship music I've never seen the Bible open and every day since they've gotten saved, my mom, I've seen my mom walk out of her room blaring worship music. Yeah. I've seen my dad growing and my dad called me. My dad called me the other day and he said, Max, living for Jesus is so much better than anything I've ever experienced. Oh man. He says, I don't get angry anymore. He says, everything has changed. I'm just giving my life to him. Yeah. I just, my mom texted me yesterday, just yesterday. My mom texted me and she said, she said, Max, your dad stood up in front of home church and he shared his testimony in tears. Us. When we left for this trip, because right now we're in Florida, when, when we left for this trip, my mom and my dad were laying hands on us, sending us out, weeping, praying to Jesus. That's awesome. So I've seen my, my whole household, my yes. twin sister, my dad, my mom, have given their lives to Jesus. Yes. See, we, we, now, I mean, we've seen, it's not, not about the number at all, uh, but God is so, so his heart is just to redeem the lost and people Amen. are hungry. And we've seen over a hundred people just in, just in a year and a half, just giving, yeah. just radically transformed people from 14, 13 years old to people. We've led people in their, in their sixties to Jesus because yeah. there's a hunger that Jesus is putting in this, in the entire world, specifically. Yes. This next generation, he's putting people in this hunger and people are coming to the realization that the drugs are not working. Yeah. The alcohol is not working. Society telling them who they are is not working. Their schools telling them who they are is not working. Nothing is working. And they're coming to a place of desperation. And Jesus is showing up. Just right. Jesus is showing up. He just is. I love he it. is. So so my wife. Now wasn't and I, there some baptisms going on no, in that totally. same What's yeah, Pirates Cove. Or yeah, what? so that was that was with um, with Troy Cooper. That was the guy. That's that the I met. dude with, with the, the bald, bald head and yeah. the beard. Yeah, that I met at the skate park. And he. <laughs> um, so when they first planted uh, the home churches that I was part of, they were seeing. They saw. I mean, fifteen hundred baptisms in just three weeks. Fifteen hundred. Yeah, in just three weeks. So they were seeing. And this people, is Southern California. Yeah, yeah. This is Southern California. Yeah, and so they were seeing just <laughs> transformation. <laughs> So from that movement in California, which was that 1,500 baptisms, flowed into this dirtbag skater kid who went to California, not knowing what he's going to do. Oh, man. And that rubbed off on me to send me out to Arizona. So right now, as we speak, there is just that big of a movement happening in Arizona because of God using the laborers in California right on. to send out us to Arizona and California and I mean Florida, Utah. Yeah. So what we're seeing is a movement of God that is quite literally moving from the coast inward. Yes. And and it's it's flooding, I mean the Holy Spirit is flooding through the nation. And he's bringing people in this in this place of fun. I mean, everywhere we got, we've gone so far. Everywhere we've gone, we've yeah. seen people receive Jesus. We've seen yeah. people get freed from just demonic strongholds. We've seen so many people just 
come to know that Jesus is one who gives eternal freedom. He's, and he he's it, man. Freedom. So, yeah, I mean, Jesus is alive. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's living. So now you're getting ready to move yeah. to Greece. Yeah, so my wife and I, um, yeah. Troy Cooper and his wife, we are heart really yeah. burned um, yeah. for having an older couple that's been in mission yeah, for a while. Yeah, so good. And they got seven kids who are in love with Jesus. Yeah. So we kind of look at their family dynamic and the way they love one another, and we're thinking, man, really cool to labor with them. Yeah. But we just kind of thought that. We were praying for God to show That's us. so good. Uh, for two weeks, my wife and I were praying for God to show us a couple that we could run with. Yeah. And two weeks later, after we're praying that, Troy calls me and says, hey, man, I know this is big, but I want you to move to Greece with us. <laughs> yeah, that's And I'm big. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. We yeah we decided to move to Greece and we're, so my wife and I are just full time missionaries now. Yeah. So I mean, my, ever since I got saved, my dream was how can I make money and share the gospel full time? Yeah. Because I was getting fired from jobs for sharing the gospel. <laughs> it wasn't working. It was evidently not working. So I'm thinking there's got to be something more. <laughs> so now yeah. uh, we just do this full time support raising and so yeah we're we're going to be raising the support to go to Greece and and just yeah. reach the the people who. Uh, are stuck in, in tradition. Yeah. I mean, just Greek Orthodox is huge. Other, but I mean, half of them are, are atheists. Stuck you know? in, just stuck. Stuck in religious tradition. Totally. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. That's what we, we but, see that right now. But God, yeah. what God's doing, it's like so encouraging because we're seeing, we, we had a, even a mega church pastor come into our home, into our living room, criti- critical of the leading of the leadership. Yeah. yeah. And he walked in and he left in tears <laughs> telling me, Max, I, I thought I was fully surrendered my whole life, but I recognize now that I'm not because all of you are. Ooh. And he says, Max, I, I've been, I've been, a, I've been a church pastor for my whole life. He's like in his seventies. Yeah. And I've never been to a church service until tonight. Never. Oh one. man. So we've seen this, this stronghold of, of religious, um, old wineskins and there's nothing nothing wrong we're not against the legacy church we think god's doing incredible things there but sometimes the barrier can be tradition yeah over love of jesus yeah and we've seen people that have been stagnant and lukewarm or maybe even you know stuck in tradition be revived to being passionately in love with jesus That's awesome. so we want to bring that to greece and just cast all the nations just to see all the nations that jesus is alive but Jesus is winning from coast to coast. Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, all over. So he's, yeah. he's winning. Well, how about if I pray for you I mean, and your wife? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be good. That'd well, be Lord, good. thank you for Maximilian. What an awesome testimony of your goodness and your faithfulness. And thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in California and, and Florida. And we believe it's it's moving inward and there's going to be a massive revival in this country, Lord, I pray that you'll bless he and his wife as they move to Greece, that you'll provide everything they need. Uh, you are their provider. We know that you can do it and that you will do it. So we thank you, Lord, for a young guy like this who's walking in obedience, who wants to win the lost. Mm-hmm. Just pray, God, that you'll bless he and his wife. Give them strength. Just pour it out on them so that they they can go uh, with uh, a lot of joy and, and just knowing that you are with them. Mm. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for this encouragement. Just awesome. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.